0: Hey guys, it's Crystal and Alita, and on today's episode of Girl, We Need to Talk About Fiction, Mm -hmm. we will be discussing the book Squashed by Joan Bauer. Let's begin. Let's begin.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We're still working on our intro, guys.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) I found this book in the middle school library, and... I didn't know what it was about,
1: but after I read it, it just stuck with me for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. I remember in our 20s, like early 20s, you were talking about this book. Yes, and you got me this book. I did. Off as a gift. Yeah,
0: off of eight books. One of the best gifts I've ever received because I love this book. I've been in love with this book since middle school. It just has stayed with me since first reading it and it's just this really uplifting sweet story and we'd like to share it with you today yeah so I'll give you a little bit of background about the author Joan Bauer it was published in 1992 so that was definitely before we were in middle school Absolutely. <laughs> so I it think... was that was like 1998 yeah yeah so yeah. it has been around for a little while and it was actually her first novel, Bower's really? first novel. Yes. It's incredible to me because I feel like the book is so funny and so sweet and uplifting. What a charming novel to to have as your first novel. Like yeah. how, how wonderful that is. So I looked at Joan Bower's webpage and it looks like she's actually working on a musical adaptation of the book. Really? Yes. Right up my alley. (laughs) I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. So I hope it comes to fruition. Yes, I hope it comes to pass. I hope she's able to do that because I would watch that musical over and over again. (laughs) So exciting. Also from her website, she wrote Squashed during a period of recovery from a bad car accident. Hmm. Yeah, after rereading the book, it gives me a new perspective. And we'll get into that later when we talk about the story. But she said, to quote her on her webpage, she said that the humor in the story kept her going. And I can definitely see that. I can see the humor and the lightness throughout the book. Because it does deal with some serious stuff
1: as well, which we'll get into. Now, I do want to ask... I, okay, so I did not get very far in this book mm-hmm. just because life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> this things w- going this on. Week. In fact, I had planned to read last night and we lost power for four hours. Mm. So anyways, I didn't get very far in it, but I remember there are two instances of a car accident, correct? Like it is. Um, yes. It is her mother and then her aunt was also in one too, right? Yes. So, guys, spoilers. If you don't want to hear
0: the plot of the novel, um, you can fast forward through this part because I don't know about you, but... I tend to look ahead and read like
1: the Wikipedia page. Oh, I do too. Yes. So and okay, I'm glad. Some, it's ruined some books for
0: me. Yes, and I'm terrible. <laughs> That's a terrible habit that I have, but I am all about like, no, I want to find out. I need to find out now, and I'll read it and I'll still enjoy it later. <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> Um, if you are like that, if you don't mind hearing spoilers, proceed. Yes. But yes, two different uh references to car accidents. So Ellie The main character in the book, she has lost her mom. She lost her mom to a car accident. Uh, Her mom was walking down the street and a car hit her and killed her when she was, uh, when Ellie, the protagonist of the story, when she was eight years old, that's when she lost her mother. And then her cousin Richard, his mom had just gotten into a car accident and she was kind of laid up. So that's why he's kind of. He, he hangs around, with them. Yeah, he meets with them yeah. and stuff. Yeah, so there's two different times of car accidents. To reference Joan Bauer's website, uh, going back to that, it is joanbauer.com. This is where I found the information. She has also written other novels such as Hope Was Here, It's a Newbery Honor Winner, Almost Home, Stand Tall, Peeled, and Backwater. And I have never read any of her other books. Which is crazy because... (laughs) You love this one so much. I love this one so much. So when I was in middle school, this was the only one of her books that was in the library that was available. Our library had very slim pickings. Like it actually had the first novel to a series. And I loved this novel forever. And I didn't even realize it was part of a series until like I grew up and I, I got the other. But anyway... But they worked with what they had. I mean, you know, it wasn't their fault. So I definitely plan on reading some of these other books, but I just haven't had a chance to yet. And I honestly don't know if they're from the perspective of a teenager or not.
1: Yeah. But it
0: seems like she's still writing.
1: That's amazing.
0: Yeah, she's had a long career, and and I'm sure her other novels are just as good or even better as, Mm -hmm. as Squash. So going back to the actual book, squashed is definitely a young adult book it is from the perspective of a 16 year old girl but I do feel like the reader can be at any age and still enjoy it I don't know if you have any thoughts on that given
1: what you've read into so far I mean thoroughly like enjoyed it yeah in in what I've been able to read this far I like I want to finish the book
0: yeah it's To me, like, okay, so I read it when I was probably 12 or 13 years old, and I loved it. But Mm -hmm. reading it as a 34-year-old, I still love it. Yeah. And I can see from different perspectives. So when I first read it, I completely identified with Ellie. She's a 16-year-old girl, never been kissed. Uh, Yeah, I was like 12 at the time. (laughs) So I was like, ah. She was trying to get along with her dad, trying to get him to see her side, You know, my relationship with my parents wasn't strained at that time when Mm -hmm. I was 12. But, you know, I always got along well with my parents at that point in time. But I did have a lot of viewpoints that were different. Even then, I had some different viewpoints and Yeah, I remember. Yeah. So even in middle school, I felt like I can relate to this girl. Mm -hmm. Um, She's very relatable. But now that I'm an adult, I can really appreciate that time period in Ellie's life. And I can kind of see the full picture now from the perspective of the teen and the parent. Yeah. So I can definitely see from her dad's side. And I think there is so much magic from writers who can write from the perspective of Young people. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I don't know how old Joan Bauer was at the time that she wrote this, but apparently, I mean, I'm sure she was an adult writing from the perspective of a 16 year old. The ability to capture feelings and moments where it felt like the only thing that mattered in your life at that moment later turned out, like, later on to be so small. Yeah. You know, and such an insignificant thing after you get the bigger picture. But, you know, good writers, they do take you back to that memory or to that mm-hmm. situation. And I feel like it gives you maybe empathy yeah. towards the
1: younger generation. I feel like that is, and that has always been the telltale sign of a good writer oh yeah when you when they make you feel or when they are absolutely relatable or they make characters that are absolutely relatable yeah definitely
0: and I feel like she does a really good job as as Ellie the protagonist she's not annoyingly so (laughs) like she's not an annoying teenager in my opinion Mm mm-hmm It just, I feel like it softens the edge there a little bit. And she does, she takes me back to the time period in my life where, yes, that one boy mattered the most. Like, just (laughs) hanging on every single occurrence. Yes. Or that my parents didn't get me. You know, they didn't understand me. Or I'm trying to get along with them. Or I have... I remember feeling, you know, the way the character felt, and, yeah. and it's really special. Yeah. So we're gonna get into the novel. It begins by introducing the main character, Ellie Morgan, and her gigantic pumpkin Max, specifically Big Max. He's <laughs> technically a squash. And they live in River Rock, Iowa. And Ellie has a cousin, his name's Richard. He's a sophomore. She refers to that so many different times. She's a junior. He's a sophomore. Richard is all about baseball. He's one of her best friends. She also has an arch nemesis, another pumpkin grower, Cyril Poole. I think (laughs) she talks about him being old. He's like 35. (laughs) So it's funny to think like, yeah, he's our age. (laughs) Uh, He's her main competition in the novel and he's won the adult
1: division of the Pumpkin Weigh-In in the last several years. Mm-hmm. He was kind of ugly. Yeah, he's he's a jerk. Like, again, I have not gotten very far in yeah. this book. But, like, I was shocked. I'm like, who's that mean to a 16-year-old? I know. As and an apparently adult.
0: the neighborhood doesn't like him very much. Yeah. And she paints a good picture of that. Cyril is portrayed as a really bad dude. He He's not just Ellie's adversary. It's like he's not liked in the neighborhood. <laughs> Nobody likes him. <laughs> and it never describes what he
1: does. Like, I don't even know if he has a job. Well, listen, I was going to say that, but then I didn't want to be ugly. Yeah, but well, no. I, but I'm kind of like... Okay, we're talking about, you know, how looking back, these huge things are so small. Yeah. But then I'm like, but he's 35, and that same thing is like A really super big, big deal. To him yeah. too. So I don't know. <laughs> and that might be just the way, you know, that might just Joan be Bauer, his. Yeah, yeah like his the way thing. she described
0: him. And that's just, that might be his thing. I mean, yeah. people get super into their. their extracurriculars yes yes <laughs> yeah. Yes. so it also introduces ellie's father he's described as super tall he looks like abe lincoln he's a motivational speaker ellie says that she's 20 pounds overweight and her dad is trying to help her unlock her full potential so he has capitalized in the book important life goals And her dad's take is, life without goals is a life without direction. So apparently he has all these goals that he sets for himself. She said he
1: used to be overweight, but he started jogging. He wants to learn Japanese. Yes. So, I have this line that I loved, and I've I've bookmarked a few that mm-hmm. I've loved in the very beginning of this book. But she says, my life was passing in front of my eyes, and it was pudgy. <laughs> it was pudgy, yes. <laughs> she
0: has these super funny one-liners, and it's just hilarious. So, then we learn, of course, that Ellie's mother died in a car accident when she was
1: eight, only eight years old. And it's a tragedy that her dad, they're still dealing with it. I don't think he's ever overed it. And I think no. just in again, just in my short reading, but perhaps his insomnia. I think the grandmother references that. Yeah, he and has says, insomnia really bad. And I think she makes some reference, I can't remember how it's worded, but to um, him being in bed alone. That's yeah. Sweet. And it was just it was sweet. It was really sweet. Yeah.
0: So she's a really good cook. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you caught it, but she actually mentions Baker's angel flake coconut. Yes. Did that not take you back to like being with your mom in the kitchen, like mm-hmm. really little and seeing that bag or I mean, true, it
1: just took me back. Also, to me, like just that reminds me of a church potluck like yes like 10 hummingbird cake yes come on like yeah
0: exactly
1: (laughs) yeah so
0: (laughs) that just like i think that was probably what sold me like (laughs) just seeing baker's (laughs) angel flake coconut if you're not familiar google it you'll probably
1: remember if you you grew up around
0: here oh for sure and
1: coconut cakes yes coconut cakes yeah i know i don't like them (laughs) (laughs)
0: But it does have a memory. It does have a memory. So she uses a lot of comparison to vegetable growers and strength. And I have a horrible... I cannot... So I have a black thumb. I cannot grow anything. You ain't the only one. Dude, it
1: makes... So this book, it makes me want to grow everything i remember you wanting to grow plants and it was the winter it was the winter my girl you can't you can't grow a winter meanwhile black thumb i literally found my office plant today you found it yeah it's a little it's a little i think it's an aloe plant but i'm not really sure but it's tiny and i've kept it alive until now. But I've kept it alive <laughs> since last July and I was so proud of myself. Yeah. And I found it in a bag of things that I brought home from the office and I've forgotten to water it for the oh. last like two or three weeks. So it's dead. <laughs> <laughs> well
0: maybe you can bring it back. Maybe. Maybe. But this book, like, I it does it inspires me and I'm like, I just want to get out there and grow a giant pumpkin. Like yeah. I do. Oh and I love
1: pumpkin. So yeah, like pumpkin I'm
0: gay. So she talks about the hardships of growing
1: pumpkins, and there's a okay, okay. Go ahead. I've got to cut in here because again, like this was another line that I loved because it's so I, I don't know. It's my favorite, but it says not all vegetables are this draining. Lettuce doesn't bring heartache. Turnips don't ask for your soul. Potatoes don't care where you where you are or even where,
0: where they are. are.
1: Tomatoes cuddle up to anyone who will give them mulch and sunshine, but giants like Max need you every second. You can forget about that whiz-bang social life. I love that. I love
0: that, too. I actually have that
1: in my notes as the quote that
0: I was going to quote. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's awesome. I love it. Yes. (laughs) Potatoes don't care where you are or even where they are. (laughs) So she also references losing weight quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And again, she's 16. This is the early 90s. So I kind of like when I reread it. Pre Kardashian
1: era. Yes,
0: and pre like strong is the new pretty. Yeah. And, you know, having a big bubble Body, po- yeah, body positive. Like, body positivity. <laughs> yes, before all that. Yeah, so before all of that, and I just wondered, like, what your take would be. Like, how do you think this book
1: would be received now? Do you think there would be any kind of backlash? I still think there's an issue. I yeah. think, I still think that is a very... Prominent? That's a prominent thing for that age group. Yeah. So I think it still would be super relatable now. Mm -hmm. But thankfully, you know, I think we have made strides and not everybody has to be a Mm pencil-thin model. Um, Again, you know, this was was prior to that era, though. Yeah, and this was,
0: like, around the time that models were...
1: Very extremely, thin, extremely thin. thin. The
0: waif, yeah, yeah, was coming out. So, yeah. I just thought it was interesting to get that perspective because yeah. I think the same way. Like, I still of think course it's, it's the same relevant, relevant mm-hmm. type. I just wonder because how because this
1: is also like this is that age group where you don't feel comfortable in your skin. Like, right. you're trying to find your way and mm-hmm. like you're wanting to fit in, mm-hmm. but still wanting to have your uniqueness. Like, it's right. just that. I mean, it's that age group. Yeah where I I still feel like it would be super relevant.
0: And I don't know if you've gotten here gotten to the point yet, but she does mention like her favorite outfit.
1: Mm mm. Oh, okay,
0: well when you get to that part it's gonna be good. You don't mind like no, we no, go no, no. the whole story I okay. still wanna read this. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. All right. Spoilers. But, yeah but. Yeah, I totally... Spoil away. It's watch, fine. You read the Wikipedia plot, and you're like, oh, I know what happens at the end. I'm still going to read it. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this, like, particular outfit that she feels like her best, you know, she mm-hmm. thinks she's super sophisticated in, and I just think, yeah, I had that. I had yeah. that outfit where I was like, Honey, oh, yeah. I think
1: I still have that. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's still an outfit that but I'm you're like... you like, mm. yes, I'm killing it.
0: Yeah. yeah. She talks about how the movie Cinderella gave her a love of pumpkins, so oh,
1: yes yeah
0: I read that she that was great. it's so cute she watches the pumpkin transform into a carriage and she talks about how like a zucchini couldn't have done that it would have been a bust <laughs> <laughs> so, so so cute the loss of her mother is palpable and it's so poignant when she discusses it and when they introduce her nana mm-hmm. it reminds me a lot of my grandmother yeah she's a strong woman and she's a grower like she she's a part of the land you know her and her husband tilled the farm and and produce crops and it talks about how they worked so hard on their farm and she had to sell the piano four times to make money But she always bought it back. She
1: did. And that was actually my next line. Mm -hmm. I loved how they described her Nana. She said, Nana is is God's gift to me. She is unmovable on being your own person. And had a lot of practice standing tall on that one since Grandpa nearly lost the farm four times. Because he was too stubborn to admit his mistakes. Mm -hmm. So she had to step in and remind him who he was and who he wasn't. Yeah, I thought that was really sweet.
0: It was. It her her nana is just a strong character, and mm-hmm. I almost wonder like, I wonder if there was a woman like that in Joan Bower's life that yeah. she kind of used as an example for the character. Absolutely, yeah, because um, she's a strong woman. I also I don't know if we mentioned this before, but Ellie is entering the adult division of the pumpkin growing
1: contest I don't know if we talked about that yeah I don't think we did but I think she had felt like she had kind of topped out because she had she had won she had won several years young adult
0: division for so many years so it was no
1: competition to her anymore right
0: so she had to um she had to enter that contest as the adult so (laughs) there's a there's Uh, an introduction on one of her teachers because she's in high school and she's having to turn in assignments and she kind of laments on her low grades on an essay with this new teacher about history and her cousin Richard says new teachers can't help themselves having been filled with all that poop in college. (laughs) (laughs) Takes them a while to get it out. (laughs) So, yeah, that was, like, a really cute moment in the book where he talks about all those teachers being filled with all that poop in college. Mm-hmm. So there's this this party that her friend's mother is throwing, and her and Richard have been invited, and her dad is just, like, over the moon about it, like, super excited. She talks about having a braid in her hair and, and doing her makeup, and, again, it just takes you back to that. You find this hairstyle that you really, like, thought was the super coolest hairstyle. Like you <laughs> spend a long time perfecting it. Like, she spends an hour doing this braid in her oh hair. Oh, my goodness. And getting ready for this this party. And so her dad is taking her and her cousin Richard to the party. And there's, like, this really touching moment because her dad sees her and he says, like, she looks so much like her mother and she's mm. like I don't see it. But he drives a convertible, but when they get in the car, he puts the top up. And she makes mention of the fact that he never puts the top up before such and such date. And you know, she's kind of confused, but we know that's to help her. Like that's yeah. to make sure her hair doesn't get wind blown mm-hmm. or anything and so it was just really a that's really, really sweet moment. And then they get to the party and Richard completely blows up her self-esteem by saying her eyelashes are clumpy and she's got all sorts of stuff on her face. <laughs> <laughs> Just completely smashes oh, her, no. her, all of her intentions and she freaks out about going to the party. So let's hold off
1: there. Okay. Take a break. Okay. All right.
0: guys we're back so they're outside richard kills her Mm self-esteem by saying she has all this stuff on her face and of course like again experimenting with makeup when you're younger (laughs) i remember some of those times yeah it's like oh yeah (laughs) so she runs into the bathroom first thing at this party and she complains because apparently this house only has one bathroom (laughs) And the mother, her friend's mother, talks about how it, like, increases family closeness or something. <laughs> so she goes in, she washes all her makeup off, keeps her braid, and she is introduced to Wes, the boy, you know, mm-hmm. the token boy of the story. And he's this passionate farmer. He's the former president of his ag club. He's just moved to the neighborhood. And she starts talking about how she's getting nervous because he is not shy about his passion for farming. And they are, like, really hitting it off because Mm -hmm. he is, like, super passionate. And he starts telling her about this aunt that he had who would grow big whoppers of pumpkins. And he tells her, like, no, you should start talking to Max and encouraging him to grow. And she's, like, freaking out because she's like, whoa, this guy's even more passionate than me about farming. (laughs) And... So, her friend's mom is, like, walking around offering them peanuts. Mm -hmm. So, her friend's mom comes up into their conversation, and (laughs) she tries to eat the peanut. And somehow, she, like, cracks it open, and she throws it in her mouth, but then it falls down her shirt. (laughs) And they both look away, like, she looks anywhere, he looks anywhere, and she... She's talking to him and trying to keep talking to him, but it's like digging into her, her skin. So she has to excuse herself because the whole thing is like digging into her and she can't. She's trying to shimmy to shake the leaves. She can't. So she runs in. She can't go into the bathroom because there's a huge line. So she runs into the closet of the house, uh, like a, a broom closet or something, <laughs> and she walks out and her friend's dad is in the hallway smoking a pipe, and he says, Ellie, you were in the closet. (laughs) And she says, you know how these things are. (laughs) And he kind of just gets it, like he's kind of staying away from all the kids, this older guy. So she runs into her friend, another one of her friends, and they have this really funny story because she says her friends know a lot about eavesdropping because they used to spy on her friend's sister (laughs) making out with her boyfriend. <laughs> she said, they learned a lot that year, but not as much as the sister. <laughs> she goes back to find another girl talking to Wes about corn. Iowa, corn, mm-hmm. it's a big thing. But this girl, the, her her kind of like, this the popular pretty girl, she's just talking to him about corn because she wants to enter this beauty contest and they ask him questions about corn. Oh, okay. Any kind of similarities you can think of?
1: Yeah, a yeah, bit. yeah. A bit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they call her the the popular girl out on on what she's doing, and Ellie feels pretty triumphant. She goes home and she starts talking to Max mm-hmm. as Wes has advised her, and it's super sweet. But right before the end of the chapter, she's talking to him, and she stands up and her pants rip
1: open. <laughs> oh no! Like perfect
0: comedic timing. She jumps up in her pants. (laughs) She says for once in her life she has timing because, of course, she's not at the party. So it's really good. All throughout the book, Ellie is sick over cyril. She thinks about his pumpkin outweighing hers. Mm -hmm. And everyone keeps encouraging her, but they don't bring her down. They don't bring her down. They don't tell her to give up. They don't tell her to quit. They're actually really encouraging. And they, Uh they have... To me, they have a lot of patience with her because at at some point I'll be like, just stop talking to me about it because yeah. I'm tired of hearing you be so negative. <laughs> but they're very patient with her and everybody's trying to encourage her. So there's a point in the book where there are pumpkin thieves and they're stealing neighbor's pumpkins. Apparently that was a thing, yeah. I guess. They were stealing these Very gigantic... Very odd. I mean, these are big pumpkins. Yeah. So they would steal these pumpkins and sell them to, like, flower shops or... They even mentioned
1: funeral homes, like, selling them to for decorations Maybe in the fall. I'm, I'm super confused about that situation. Yeah. But they would also be extremely hard to move. Yeah. Without, so, and they're kind of fragile, so... Yeah. Anywho. So
0: there's this whole thing about... Um, Richard brings Ellie a dog, and (laughs) the dog's name is Spider, (laughs) (laughs) and he says, he might not look like much," and she says, well he looks like my worst nightmare, and he says, he's a pumpkin thief's worst nightmare, positively deadly, (laughs) I regarded the pumpkin thief's worst nightmare, Splotchy coat, tattered ears, sleeping death rattle. He gums robbers to death, I asked. What if they bring biscuits? He says, robbers don't bake. Spider turned, old and battered, and snorted. Spider was drooling, his tongue hanging from his mouth like a dead snake. This dog, I continued, does not make me feel protected. He's lying there doing nothing. This is not the mighty guard dog who will protect Max against evil. So later on, he says he likes your biscuits. She says he's tracked filth and disease across my kitchen. (laughs) And Richard asks, when's your father coming home? and it says dad's car pulled in the driveway and richard grinned suddenly the dead heap that was spider rose from its ashes his eyes flashed hate and destruction his bark took over great and full i jumped up on the sink as richard watched him like a proud father (laughs) hates noise richard shouted happily over the barking drives him crazy tell him he's a good dog get this dog spider <laughs> Poor spider Poor spider he was on loan from a neighbor and uh he barks at everything and so that was a really funny moment in the book as the story moves on people start noticing what ellie is doing the school writes an article about her she gets interviewed by the town newspaper and people start kind of seeing what she's doing and spider actually does do his job when the thieves arrive there were actually two sets of thieves again spoilers they they had this moment where she caught a boy at the high school who was planning on stealing cyril's pumpkin Mm -hmm. and she was really torn about letting the authorities know if you know, if that it would went, it to take place, but she wrestled with it. She eventually did the right thing. They caught him. So they thought like the terror was over, yeah. but then it turns out there was another, Oh no. um, there was another set of pumpkin thieves. Mm-hmm. And I'll leave that to, to the story. After that happens, her dad kind of realizes like she and her dad have been going back and forth. He is not a grower. He, he doesn't understand. He doesn't that. understand that he was against farming from day one But at this point, he kind of realizes he's been handling things the wrong way. And he realizes that every... There's a line in the book, and I I didn't have it written down in my notes, but he mentions that everybody seems to be noticing what she's doing but him. Aww. And it's just super sweet because he starts encouraging her. And he starts to encourage Max. And he even (laughs) brings out, like one of his encouraging tapes and they have this (laughs) whole scene where he's encouraging max and she's reaching for it and she reaches and then she falls over a a bag of peat and falls flat on her face (laughs) (laughs) meanwhile wes uh she's been her friend is is wes's cousin so like She's been talking to her friend, and and she's been keeping it, like, every single detail about Mm -hmm. what he says. And he actually starts coming around and, like, talking to Max as well. Okay, Yeah, and there's actually this big moment where there's, well, first of all, with all of the things that are going on, she's getting interviewed by the school newspaper, and then she gets interviewed by the town newspaper, the whole thing with the thieves, the pumpkin thieves Mm -hmm. happen. The pressure is kind of starting to get to her. And there's yeah. this really poignant moment where she has to go talk to her mother. And she visits her her mother's grave in oh, the cemetery. Man. And um, it's just this this really sweet, touching moment between her just kind of letting it all out, talking about all the pressure, and going through that. And I do have in my notes a mention about this... Thing from the cemetery that was actually really, really funny. Okay, so the pressure's getting to her. She's talking about it. Um, she's talking about the cemeteries and there's this passage where she talks about where her mother is buried compared to Rock River's cemetery. So in Rock River's cemetery, it says Mr. Soboleski erected a five-foot wooden pumpkin by his dear mother's grave across from Manny Plummer's father's plot. Manny complained the Soboleski pumpkin was in bad taste and blocked her father's view of Founders Square below. <laughs> Mr. Soboleski moved it one foot back, trimmed a bush to improve the view, and said if her father couldn't see Founders Square now, there was something wrong with him. <laughs> So it's just hilarious. It's just passages like that that, you know, they tie in like sweet and, and sad, but then also humor yeah. and, and funny stuff. So Wes has so speeding up, Wes has checked out Cyril's pumpkin and he says it's starting to rot. Ooh. There's a big dark spot and he said the pumpkin's full of rot. And uh, that's gonna affect the weigh-in. There's a big hailstorm. He comes out to help Ellie cover Max. He has, like, a cold. He's gotten sick through this whole Aww. time. So, like, he has this cold that won't go away, but he comes out to help her even with being sick. And then her dad comes out, and she talks about how awkward it is. Her dad, her, the boy she likes. She's, mm-hmm. He's not her boyfriend at that moment. But, yeah, and it's just this really poignant moment between all of them they sing songs and they talk to max and they (laughs) they keep him safe throughout this hailstorm and then the big day arrives and do you want to talk about the end of the book we can we can okay again you want to know what happens well yeah but again i'll read it okay yeah so spoilers guys if you don't want to know that's you can speed up so the weigh-in comes, Ellie's sick with nerves. Mm-hmm. She's just of course. so so distraught. And they start doing the weigh-ins. And there's like ninety-six weigh-ins. Holy. So nolly. they're there for a, they are there for a really long time. And Cyril gets up and decide. you know, he they put his pumpkin on the on the scale. They can see the rot and so oh, they wow. they go back and forth and finally decide to just let them let them compete but then the pumpkin kind of explodes
1: oh <laughs> and shoot
0: like it just everything I just imagine yeah it says eats. there was a rumble and a heave the shell that was big daddy cracked from the bottom to the top and rivers of rotten orange liquid sprayed down oh. the scale and across the heads of the people closest up <laughs> Then the top, that was Big Daddy. That was the name of Cyril's pumpkin, okay. Big Daddy. heaved once, twice, and collapse like my first chocolate souffle. And then it says her dad started laughing the way he used to let loose before Mother died, big and full, starting from his stomach and working its way up. It was just like Wes laughed. I hadn't noticed that before. And now the two of them were laughing great and deep. And <laughs> so they have an intermission while they clean it up. She rolls Big Macs onto the scale. It was my year, she says, and of course she wins. She wins that, and it says, reading from the book, it says, Wes asked folks to back off real nicely. He put his hand around my shoulder, and I leaned into him. Glad for his protection. Max, the biggest pumpkin in Iowa, was covered with streamers and having a wonderful time. There's plenty of instances where she talks about Max doing different things. (laughs) He's a real, you know, he's not an inanimate vegetable. Um, It was then that Wes leaned down and kissed me. Quick, you know, not too dry or wet, but moist and full of promise like good soil. My first kiss with 90 million people watching Including my father and grandmother And my loudmouth cousin I kissed him back, felt the sewers shake Under Marion Avenue We turned and faced the crowd Our couplehood sealed in front of the entire world The past president of the Gaithersville Ag Club And the winner of the Rock River Harvest Fair And Pumpkin Weigh In Who had just set a festival record With a 611.7 pound giant Which also happened to be The greatest pumpkin in the world who Said Agriculture Is Boring? <laughs> that
1: is so sweet. Isn't it
0: sweet? And then it goes on. There's an there's an epilogue and it talks a little bit about, you know, just what has happened after that. But it's just the sweetest book. Mm-hmm. And
1: now I want to read it again, even though Aww. I just read it
0: just a few days ago.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I've really liked it this far, so I'm excited to read the rest of it. Oh, yeah. There's
0: plenty of parts yeah. that... That we glossed over or left out. Plenty of humorous lines that are in the book. I just can't remember all of them. Yeah. But yeah, so many great, great lines, and just a great novel in general. Oh, so, well, thank you for sharing that. Today. Of course, friend. I hope yeah. you enjoy the rest of the book. We may, maybe, we return to this after you're done, and we do oh, talk some yeah. more about anything, you know, things that you would like to to bring up. If there's anything that caught
1: your caught your eye. Okay. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. Okay, you guys, we hope we brought y'all some sunshine in the midst of this COVID-19. Yeah. Stay safe, guys. Stay at home and wash your hands. Wash your
0: hands. Thanks, guys. Bye.